Hey, my name is Jason. I'm the producer of Relationship Radio. I wanted to let you know that we have a brand new website solely dedicated to working on your pies. Introducing itstartswithattraction.com. You can listen to every episode, learn about the pies, and sign up for our weekly newsletter. Go to itstartswithattraction.com. It starts with attraction, one word. It starts with attraction.com to get signed up today. Hi, I'm Dr. Joe Beam. Welcome to Marriage Helper Live. My normal co-host, Kimberly Holmes, our CEO here at Marriage Helper, has abandoned me. She has taken her children and gone with some relatives to the beach, and for some reason she chose that over being here with me today. But at least I'm here, and I'm happy to do everything I can to help you understand more about relationships. That's what this program is about. It is about relationships. Now, it is true that most of the calls that we get, people are asking about uh, crisis marriage questions, but we'll be glad to talk about anything having to do with relationships, whether that's with your mother or father or your son or your daughter, any kind of relationship questions. But as I said, most of the time, the questions we get are about marriages and marriages that are in some kind of trouble. And that's not changing today, it appears. And so our first caller here is Cynthia from the state of Texas. Hi, Cynthia. How are you today? Cynthia, are you there? I'm here. Okay, great. I'll talk for a minute. We had a technical glitch going in here. How may I, oh, oh, by the way, let me say to other callers out there, if you want to call and talk to us, the telephone number is 657-383-0812. That's 657-383-0812. And if you just want to listen on your phone, that's all you need to do. If you want to talk to us, when you hear the answer, press the number one, and that puts you in the queue for the call screener. Okay, Cynthia, I'm sorry about that. Just needed to say that our producer pointed out to me that I didn't do it when I should have. So how may I help you today, my friend? Um, so hold on one second. I'm, I'm sorry. I put my cheek on. I didn't think I had to ask you to ask on the air, but I'll ask. Um, so I have a kind of like a little situation right here. And I think what my problem is, is that I'm just having trouble with, with waiting. So um, mm-hmm. there's just some issues that has, has gone on, you know, in, in my marriage. I've been married almost, almost 26 years. And um, so my husband has been apparently had been unhappy for a while, and um, finally um, things kind of came down to the point where he's mentioned, you know, told me that he wasn't happy and that he did want to get a divorce, but nothing ever happened. And so now mm-hmm. he's working elsewhere. And so my issue is is that we're working, we're in a program, and so um, the program seems to be working. But when I have questions for him, because sometimes I'll get to the point to where I want to know, well, how are things going? Where are we at? Um, mm-hmm. kind of gets cornered and then he well sometimes wants to abandon whatever it is we're doing but when we're mm-hmm. when I'm not questioning him I see progress actually being made and if I back off so mm-hmm. I guess my question is at this juncture I mean I'm, I don't know if I'm answering my own question while I'm asking it but mm-hmm. um, is it better for me to just like back off and continue what we're doing at this point until we get, I guess, more in our emotional banks filled up. Um, I don't know. I'm just hoping I'm doing well. You're right. I don't want my marriage to end. So. Uh, I, I'm, I'm glad that you don't. When you say you're in the program, which program are you in? We're actually doing the, um, it's called um, Marriage Marriage Max is what it is. And basically it's like a boot camp. And um, on the, the boot camp is what they're teaching us not to really discuss our 
problems at this time. It's basically more or less teaching us how to build love back into the marriage. And then perhaps once I'm, once our emotional banks are built up, then if we feel the need to re, to go back and readdress those issues, we can. And a lot of times they're saying that those issues kind of go away once you start building love, putting love back in to your marriage. I mean, it's been a whole lot of things that's happened to in my marriage. Deaths we've had, um, children, we're getting ready to be empty nesters. So it's a whole lot of things going on, you know, okay. in, in our marriage so right now. So. Right. I'm not really familiar. I'm I'm only vaguely familiar with marriage, Max, so I can't speak to them. The uh, mm-hmm. Your husband is what age? He's 55. 65 or 55? I didn't hear. 55. 55. 55. Okay. And has there been any significant changes in his life? You say he's working elsewhere now. Is that a different job or what? What's going on there? It is. He, he did a whole com- new complete career change. And then um, his mother passed away. Then my father passed away. And it's just a whole lot. He hasn't really dealt with his mother's passing. And, um, you know, our children are grown, leaving. Um, and mm-hmm. so significantly, he's also, he had a business he lost. There's um, been other couple of jobs he's lost, okay. and so now he decided to do a couple. And all of that has been in what time frame? In what time frame are you discussing all those things? Let's see. I would say probably within the last ten to twelve years, all this happened okay. in that period of time. And how much change has occurred in the last eighteen months to twenty-four months? Um, Significant changes uh, since then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, job loss, my father passing. So yeah. Okay. So what you have going on here, then, often when people have significant changes like that, then they they become um, unstable, if you will, in the sense that it's like, Mm -hmm. wow, the things I expected to happen in life, the good things I thought I would have at this point are not going to happen. Or either I lost things that were important to me and I'm not going to be able to get them back like a parent. And when Mm -hmm. people go into that kind of thing, it becomes easy for them to kind of get lost, if you will, and kind of stray here, Mm -hmm. there, and everywhere. And that sounds like what's happening there. Now, so I understand mm-hmm. your question is this, that if you, do, if you don't bring things up, if you just lay off and, and just keep being friends with each other, that things get better. And so I think mm-hmm. then this is the same thing you were just saying to me a few minutes ago. I think you answered your own question. If you notice that you do a particular thing and the person starts moving away from you, then unless you need to do that particular thing, don't. If you're doing something else that's actually pulling that person towards you, then that's the thing to continue to do because it's always a continual um, antagonism between the push and the pull. And so you try to eliminate Mm -hmm. the push behaviors unless they need to happen. You eliminate the push behaviors and do the pull behaviors. So I think that you answered your own question. You already know what to do there. Okay. Perfect. Okay. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you. Okay. And now we're going to move over to Don in North Carolina. Hi, Don. How may we help you today? Hi, Joe. How are you today? Thank you for taking my call. Uh, very, very welcome. What can we do for you, my friend? Um, I'm very similar to Cynthia's situation. Um, my wife and I have been married for 26 years. Uh, we've mm-hmm. had a little bit of trouble off and on. My wife has expressed uh, some dissatisfaction at different times. Um, mm-hmm. I did ask her when she was leaving. What she could tell me was that uh, she does love and care about me. Uh, This Mm -hmm. may or may not result in us getting back together, and it's not about another man. Um, She did give me a list of some things that I needed to work on, like uh, smothering, controlling, manipulative, selfish. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. We, she moved out on July 1st. I helped her find an apartment, and I helped her move in. 
And she's been in her apartment now for five weeks. And we meet once a week. I try not to do any contacting. I, I don't text, email, or call. She usually will text. Sir? Why, why do you not have contact with her? I'm trying to get rid of the controlling thing. Mm-hmm. I'm always afraid okay. that if I, uh, if I don't hear from her, I get anxious. Um, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm having a hard time just letting go of control. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you're doing it more for you to make sure that you're not controlling and then hoping it shows her that you're not trying to control. Is that what I'm hearing you say? Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, right, and that makes sense. She, we get together once a week, and sometimes it's really good. I feel like I'm with my wife. She's very sweet and loving and, and compassionate. Mm-hmm. Uh, she always gives me a hug when she leaves because I told her I didn't want to initiate any physical contact. She mm-hmm. will give me a hug and tell me she loves me and cares about me. But then mm-hmm. when she comes to our house, she's a little bit, um, I guess, uncomfortable because she's back in the home that she left. Mm-hmm. So I decided that we probably shouldn't be doing that. That's not a really good idea anymore. But uh, Did I she say that she didn't want to come there? No, sir. She will readily come here. She said she was a little apprehensive about it. We, we mm-hmm. did. Uh, I suggested an activity called Party Food Night where we uh, get together all of our favorite foods and just throw them out on a buffet mm-hmm. and just go wild and watch a good movie. Mm-hmm. And um, – she came and she did that. She told me she was a little apprehensive to do that because she didn't want to fall into old patterns. And, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, she enjoyed the meal. She said the food was great. She appreciated everything I did, but she was acting uncomfortable. So mm-hmm. I kind of thought maybe it was the house. Uh, we don't have any children. We do have a dog. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I've been so trying to mm-hmm. – Yes, sir. What, what, what can I help you with today? What's, what's the question that you have, my friend? Well, I just changed my question after hearing Cynthia. I would love for us to get some kind of help. Um, mm-hmm. I was jealous that Cynthia said that they were in a program of some kind, but right now um, I don't know if I can approach my wife about coming to the, the workshop or going mm-hmm. to therapy together or anything. She goes to her own therapist. Mm-hmm. I go to my own therapist. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, and, and that's fine if you have your own therapist. Obviously, then those people are trying to help each of you individually, and neither is necessarily going to be trying to help the marriage itself. Now, I understand what right. you're trying to do because you explained it to me. You've, you've backed off so that you don't make her feel pressured. Have you communicated that to her? Have you had a conversation saying something like, you know, the reason I'm not calling you in a week is because I don't want, do not want to come across as controlling. Uh, is it okay with you? Or would you rather I check on you every so often? Because what it sounds like Don, and, and forgive me if I'm wrong, I'm just going off what it sounds like. It sounds like that you're kind of trying to read her mind and make decisions based on what you think she feels, what you think she thinks. Uh, wouldn't it be better if you're actually having conversations. Now, if you're not having conversations, this is different. But if you're actually having conversations, do you think it might be better if you mildly bring some of these things up and ask what she prefers? Yes, I, I would. That's one of my things. I'm very scared to bring anything up. She's been very angry at some of our meetings. We, we played miniature golf. We had a blast, mm-hmm. and then we had lunch, and she was very uncomfortable the whole time. So we didn't really talk about it much. It was small talk. Um, mm-hmm. We did have one session where we met at a 
park and we did some walking and she told me some insights about things in our marriage. That was the only time she's actually shared actual information about our relationship together. And that was probably our best meeting, but she initiated it. I haven't done anything to ask her anything about our relationship. I'm frankly scared to bring it up. Well, if you don't think it's the time, if, if you think she's being tense, she's being apprehensive, anxious, then I agree with you. Those are not the times to bring those kinds of things up. Um, I was assuming when you said that sometimes it's like, you know, it's you and your wife together again, that in those times you can have those brief conversations. So I really appreciate what you're trying to do. What I hear you're trying to do is she says I'm controlling, therefore I'm not going to be controlling. I admire that. I think that's wonderful. I'm just afraid that you may go a little too far the other direction uh, for fear that maybe she's going to interpret this this way. She, maybe she's going to be interpreting that that way when if there is opportunity. And if there's not, don't try to make it. But if there is opportunity to just ask some mild questions, then take those. Like, like I said earlier, well, I don't contact you during the week because I don't want to come across as pushy in any way. Is that okay with you? Or would you want me to check in on you occasionally? Just a mild question. Mm -hmm. Nothing pushy, easy going. Remember this, Don. People yeah, typically don't believe what they have unless they believe what they're going to is better. Now, I'm not saying that what they're going to is better. They believe what they're going to is better. And so we always look to see, okay, is there something major that's pushing them out of this relationship so they think just being out of it is better? Or is there something out there that's pulling them out of the relationship and they think if I had that, it would be better? And based on what you're saying, your understanding or belief is that she feels that she was pushed out by you being controlling. Is that what I'm hearing? Yes, sir. And I kind of wonder, too, like I'm the same age as Cynthia's husband. I'm 55, and I've already had mm -hmm. two heart attacks. Mm -hmm. Two years ago, I had quadruple bypass, and she was in the hospital taking care of me all that time. And I mm -hmm. kind of wonder if she's just not exhausted, my controlling and then my health, and it's all about me. And um, it, will. It, could yeah, be. it could be. Yeah. Yeah. But it sounds to me like you've got okay. you're very sensitive to this, and, and I, I appreciate and like your sensitivity. I think that's very, very good. I just suggest that don't continue to always try to read her mind. If and when the opportunity is right, ask. That's all I'm okay. suggesting. Right okay. Now. Okay. All right. Okay. I'll do that. Right. Thank you, sir. I appreciate your help. Yes, sir. Thank you, Don. Okay, we're going to go down here to well, we've been across the South. Now we've been in Texas and North Carolina. Now let's go up to New York. And we'll talk to Michael up in New York. Hi, Michael. How are you today? I'm doing great. How are you? Good. How may I help you, my friend? Uh, I, I'm currently trying to figure out what I should do with my wife. Um, mm -hmm. I, she's actually currently just left uh, the home. I'm trying to figure mm -hmm. out if I should fight to try to keep her or not. She, We have left me with a four-year-old, the two dogs in the house. She's just not happy being married with me. Um, that partly that I'm controlling, and then part of the other thing is too is that she doesn't want me to try to take care of her anymore. And she's diagnosed with bipolar and has been hospitalized four oh. times in the last three years. Oh, for that hospitalized so, like, for the bipolar. Yeah, bipolar, suicidal ideation, and then now oh, she's so. saying that she wants full custody of my daughter. But she left the daughter with you to begin with. Is that correct? Yes. Yes. Okay. And now, now she wants. Now we have to go to court. Now she wants. And 
Mm-hmm. And are you going to fight for the custody of your child? Well, I had her while she was away in a uh, treatment center for two and a half months this, right after Christmas this year, and she mm-hmm. just got home. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, I, I can't imagine my daughter being safe with her. I even, yes. even currently, I don't let her spend time alone with her even when we were together. I was making sure that it was supervised by somebody or myself. Yeah. You, uh, it sounds to me like that's the wisest thing to do, my friend. I know this has to be tough. I mean, uh, I'm assuming that you love this woman in the, in the sense that you're considering standing for your marriage. That it means you love her. But it also has to be extremely frustrating that, that she's having these kind of mental and emotional difficulties. And then I'm sure you love your child as well. What we always suggest, obviously, you make your own decisions. We don't make people's decisions for them, as you understand. But I strongly recommend people to put the welfare of the child as a preeminent thing. And if you're convinced or at least strongly believe that 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 child would be in jeopardy if with her alone, then I think it's the right thing. You know, obviously, it's your decision. So what I think doesn't really matter. But I think it's the right thing that you're fighting for the custody of that child and you're protecting the child. I know this has to be painful. I know that she's not going to react well to that. Uh, In some situations, Michael, you have to make a decision. Do I do what's right or do I try to save the marriage? Now, we are in the business of saving marriages, so that might sound strange coming from somebody like me. We fight hard to help people save their marriages. But sometimes the right thing, the thing that you need to do, like in your case, take care of that child, takes preeminence over that. Is that something that you agree with, my friend? That that's that's the way I agree, but it's also painful. Like I want her to be able to be involved in yeah. the child's life. Like with this past Friday, we went out, we went out, um, and she brought her grandmother with her also. But we went to a playground. We were playing and went out to dinner with her child, and she wouldn't even look at me. I'm sorry. I mean, it's just I I, I don't really know what's in her, what I should really be thinking. I guess. It's, my, my heart my heart breaks for you, but it sounds as if you already know what you're going to do, and that is you're going to protect that child, and in all likelihood, that will lead to the end of your marriage. I hate that. I really do, and I hate that your heart is breaking over this. I really do, but it still sounds to me, Michael, like you're doing the right thing, my friend, and I'm so sorry. I'm okay. so very sorry. All righty? All right. Okay. All right. Thank, Thank you. you. Uh, Stories like that break my heart. You see, we really are very, very strongly pro-marriage. And we do everything we can to help people save the marriages, if at all possible. We work hard at it. And we know that the people that we're helping typically work hard at it as well. But when it comes to the matter of somebody being um, mentally diagnosed as being bipolar, I don't know if you know much about that. And typically, if somebody were to tell me, well, my spouse is bipolar, I start thinking, well, maybe they are, maybe they aren't. I mean, who gave the diagnosis? How much was involved in that diagnosis? Because believe it or not, even sometimes there are counselors and therapists out there that if you go see on your own and you just tell them things about your spouse, they'll actually try to make a diagnosis of the spouse. Now, that is so unprofessional. It's unethical. It's just bad on every sense of the word. But we have people say, oh, my, my counselor said my husband is a narcissist. Well, how many visits did your counselor have? 
well, never met my husband, just going off my word. Well, run, get away from that person. And so Michael said she was bipolar. No offense to Michael at all, but my first thought is, hmm, who said so? But then you need to hear the rest. Hospitalized four times within a year for that suicidal ideation. Those are very dangerous things. And uh, bipolar is a, is a big deal when it actually does exist. And so I'm saying this because if you were listening to me talk to Michael, I'm thinking, wait a minute, Dr. Beam, I thought you guys were pro-marriage. We are. We are very much pro-marriage. But we also accept and understand reality. That sometimes there are situations that exist, not because some counselor said it, because you have good proof and evidence that it's true, not because you imagine it or because you read some pages on the Internet and now you think you understand it. That's a dangerous thing as well, extremely dangerous thing. But when those things really do exist and there's good documentation, those things exist, then you have to decide, okay, I don't have a choice here that's going to give me everything. So I need to make a choice that does the best for whomever I have responsibility for. Sometimes that's your own being. It definitely includes the being of your child or your children. And so my heart breaks for Michael. And I hope that someday, somehow, somebody can help her get past those problems. And then maybe they can put that family back together then. But right now, uh, my opinion, and of course, Michael has to make his own decisions. Everybody does. Is the safety of that child is preeminent over everything. And I know that's breaking his heart. And I'm so, so, so very sorry to hear that. Okay. Now we're going to go over here to uh, Texas again. And we're going to go to, to uh, Gregory. Hi, Gregory. You're on Marriage Helper Live. How may we help you today? Uh, hi, actually. I wasn't expecting to get up on the uh, call. Um, Do you have us on a speakerphone or something, Gregory? Okay. I'm sorry. I was listening to you from my uh, earbuds. <laughs> I understand. This is much better they, they don't, for us. They don't Thank work so well as a uh, microphone. <laughs> <laughs> okay. How may we help you, my friend? Uh, well, uh, my wife and I have just uh, recently separated. In fact, I just helped her move back to her parents' place in Dallas, whereas I live you know, with uh, my kids in San Antonio. Uh, we've, split, we've been married 10 years. Uh, we've had four kids together, um, mm-hmm. and we've split them both between us. Mm-hmm. Uh, she got into a uh, limerate affair with uh, uh, somebody on, on an online chat forum, mm-hmm. and uh, – that's been going on for about four or five months now, but mm-hmm. it's actually progressed so quickly that it, uh, he, he showed himself as being very pushy, very controlling, very uh, domineering over her. And that is, that's really what mm-hmm. she didn't want. So when that mm-hmm. came around, she quickly went to stage three of a, of her limerent mm-hmm. affair, whereas he's still in stage okay. two and he's still trying to, you know, do everything he can. But, this has caused her to completely be emotionally distant from everything. Mm-hmm. I, she is she is locked off. Mm-hmm. All right. She okay. still says she uh, loves me. She loves our kids. She still has feelings for uh, our our kids. Mm-hmm. But as far as everything else, for wanting any kind of relationship, she is no doesn't want anything. Okay. And so, do you have a specific question about that, my friend? Um. I guess just what I can do in the meantime to help her uh, know that I'm, I'm here for her, that I can. Okay. Okay. May I ask you a couple of questions? For example, you said you split the kids. Um, how did you do that? 
Well, I have I have uh, my two older boys, where she has the two younger girls. Okay, and and uh, these boys are how old, if I may ask? Um, my boys are uh, thirteen and eight, whereas the okay, girls so are uh, three and four. Okay, so the boys are still relatively young, and I'm assuming that she still feels strong motherly feelings toward all four children. Yes. Okay, good. Now, how, I, I, I can't remember. I'm, I'm watching my, in my head my map of Texas. How far is it from San Antonio to Dallas? Uh, it's about a about two three hundred miles, about a four hour drive, four five hour drive. Hour. So not impossible. Okay. All right. I just wanted to understand no. for a couple of reasons. That means that you are going to have some contact with each other, obviously, because unless she just stopped loving her children, which would be extremely unusual. Um, then you're going to be having contact with each other. You're going to be seeing each other some, et cetera. Understand that the situation she's in now is temporary. Okay. What she's yeah. going through when, when a person goes into that limerence thing and when they get that full fledged, I mean, they get to that deepest part of it. It's, it's actually doing all kinds of amazing things inside your brain. I'm not going to wind up giving a whole big lecture here, but dopamine goes sky high whenever you think that the LO, the limerent object, that guy, for example, whenever he is yeah. doing things toward her that make her feel good, then dopamine goes sky high. And when he's not, then dopamine drops off dramatically. At the same time, there's a decrease in a chemical called serotonin. Now, serotonin is a calming chemical. Okay. It helps to calm us down. Um, that's why I'm SSRIs, selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors, are, are medicines that are given to people who are agitated or people who are depressed, et cetera. It helps to even them out. Okay. Do you know if by any chance she's on one of those? Uh, no. No, no, we, we don't. Uh, she, while she's up there, she wants to go see a, a, a psychiatrist to you know, talk mm -hmm. to her about. Uh, she, we're both prior service military, so she's got some mm -hmm. PTSD issues. She wants to discuss with somebody. So um, I'm all okay. for that. It's like, go ahead, you know, Good. help Good. with anything that you need. Okay. I, I've done everything I could to be as supportive to her as possible without, of course, letting her just do whatever she wants. That makes sense to me. It sounds I mean, like I, you're a pretty intelligent if, guy. If, if I just let her do whatever she wants, she would have already gone and lived with that guy. Yeah. But yeah, I I've get been it. Able to just hold her at least here in the state. <laughs> yeah. Limerence is a powerful, powerful thing. And so when a person tries to get out of or ends a limerent relationship, they go through a lot of different emotional kinds of things. The brain chemicals are still not right which means they're, they're, they're doing things inside of her uh, that make things really confused. Plus, um, because of the fact that they're not any longer with that LO, then there comes a kind of grief process, if you will. Now, I know that you don't want to hear that, but that happens. All I'm trying to say is this. In everything that's going on inside of her right now, the fact that she's numb toward you, she, says I, she still says, I love you. That's good. But the fact that she's numb, she's unemotional right now, is actually her brain protecting her. Okay? Now, the fact that she has some PTSD as well, okay, her brain's just shutting down some parts of her emotions to protect her. Will they stay shut down forever? Not very likely. Now, I'm not a physician. I'm not a psychiatrist. I love psychiatrists that are, knowing, that are good and know what they're doing. But in my opinion, based on what you're describing here, what you have is a relatively temporary situation. So what do you do then? Okay. You think like this. I'm going to do the things that evoke emotions within her that she likes. I'm going to avoid the things that would evoke emotions within her that she doesn't like. 
Now, it sounds to me like you've been doing the former, that you've been doing things to evoke those kinds of emotions within her that are positive. I mean, you helped her move, all those kinds of things. So you're being there for her. I think, based on what you're describing, if you can just stay as calm as you sound right now and stay as uh, in control of yourself as you sound right now, that with time, this should work out. Uh, that would be my prediction. Based on all the experience I've had with all the thousands of couples I work with, I'm predicting it will work out if nothing occurs as a major upset somewhere in the middle of all of this. Is this making any sense to you at all or does it sound like I'm talking in circles? <laughs> no, it makes absolute sense. I've, I've actually watched through most many of your videos and they've uh, helped me calm down a lot and really understand what, what has been going on so far. Good. Good. Well, my prediction is this will work out. Now, when I say temporary, that doesn't mean a week. You understand? It, oh, it no. can last longer than that. But you're going to be having a lot of interaction with each other because of the split kids. And, you know, you're calling to check on the girls, her making sure the boys are doing well, seeing each other occasionally. Just keep doing what you're doing right now, young man. And I think it's all going to work out. I'm so sorry she got into this. But, but those emotions should start evening out with a little passage of time. They should. And I'm off with the psychiatrist as long as he or she knows what they're doing. Okay. Right. Right. Well, Anything else I can much. help you with right now? Okay. Well, thank you. And you just keep being who you are right now. I'm impressed with you, young man. Okay. Thank you very much. All right. Take care. Thank you. Uh, okay. And if you would like to get into this long line, as a matter of fact, I think there's a whole big long line out there right now. But um, if you want to call in, it's 657-383-0812. That's 657-383-0812. Now, you can do that and just listen to us. Okay. If you want to talk to me, then when you hear the answer, you press the number one, and that puts you in the queue to be talked with by our uh, screener. And then that can help you get here on the air with us to talk. If I can possibly get there, I'm going to move as uh, fast as I can. Now we still have a lot of callers. Okay. And we're going to go over to California now. Okay. It's the Sean. Are you with there? Are with us there, yeah. Sean? Can you hear me? I'm here. How, how may I help you? Can today, you hear me okay? Yes. Here you're fine. Thank you. Good. Yeah. Uh, so I'll, I'll give you a background. Uh, so uh, when uh, we've been married for three years, mm -hmm. um, after the first year of our marriage, uh, we got into some issues where um, arguing. Um, I we tried it at that time. We're in California, so we tried weed and we started smoking a little bit of weed. Mm -hmm. And uh, she stopped doing it, but I continue to do it. And she felt like I was wasting uh, uh, that, you know, it would just was making me unproductive, that mm -hmm. type of thing. And then mm -hmm. maybe taking off work, taking off work too much and feeling like she's having to cover me because she, she was working two jobs. Mm -hmm. And it, it was it, it was a bad situation, um, okay. but it was something that she had a couple friends. It was a man and a girl. Uh, the the girl was a, was a, a friend that she met at a coffee shop, and uh, the 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 man was her was her was her brother, and uh, she ended up they offered her to stay over to their house, <clears throat> so she started staying with this uh, with the woman and the guy uh, there, and I guess supposedly this was just a regular friend relationship, um, and then mm -hmm. you know with the with the guy and the girl. And then she's telling me about a year ago uh, that, you know, the, the whole, the three phases that you're talking about started basically. 
and mm-hmm. and that um so that when and and uh, of course it was a factuation stage and I, I didn't know about any any of these stages because she's I I don't really know what's going on because she says she's going to stay with them and and uh mm-hmm. and that we're going to grow stronger we're we're going to grow stronger when she comes home and everything mm-hmm. and then, so has she so come home this is go uh no this is this 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 went on and on and on and on uh and, and okay. it's been over a year now and then mm-hmm. um I did some detective research you know and mm-hmm. You know, like cheaters 101 or whatever, you know, and mm-hmm. found out about people she's calling and then and then where she's staying. I mean, I mean, you know, a little bit more about the person she's staying with and all this kind of stuff. And then um, she admitted to me uh, that mm-hmm. uh, she she was torn between us both. Okay. And and she did it on one occasion, uh, but then she wouldn't ad- admit it again. And then what happened was finally just this last Thursday, um, I had got a got a, a a friend of mine says you need to come down to this uh, bar right away, and I came down there and I caught them together in a bar together, mm-hmm. and I and I just came out and said ha ha you know and uh, mm-hmm. and they both got freaked out, and then she then she was you know afraid I was going to try to fight him or something you know, mm-hmm. and and so she was I, just I, trying to back so me how, off. How can I help she, you, my friend? What what can I do for mm-hmm. you? So I'm I'm wondering uh, during all all the stuff that's been going on for the last year or whatever, we we've mm-hmm. still been um, uh, carrying on a, uh, um, here and there. But most recently, over the last month, we've been carrying on a romantic relationship uh, where I see here now and then um, we we still kiss, uh, we still carry on, we hold hands, we have we have a romantic relationship, and um, and and I do at times have sex with her. And so, I'm I'm wondering um, about this whole thing, you know, like you're, you know, then the three the three phases, how, you know, being with somebody, being their friend, the different things that you talk about. And so I'm still studying your material, but mm-hmm. just being there for them um, can help save your marriage, and that, that's what I want to do. I want to save my marriage. Um, can mm-hmm. this be advantageous for me to can, to have a relationship with her in this type of way? It's possible, but it's also possible it might not. So uh, very quickly, the kind of a short answer because I got a whole bunch of people, whole bunch of people waiting. Mm-hmm. What? How does she? Yeah. Uh, how has she reacted towards you since you uh, challenged them in the bar? Um, well, got got colder, got colder to me, you know, since that day. Mm-hmm. But um, mm-hmm. seems like she was on the ups the upswing. But I I did make some mistakes because. I watched your videos. And I did exactly what you said not to do. I didn't mention mm-hmm. limerence, but I but I did mention about uh, I I I watched some videos and I know about how you are about how you you know you're madly in love right now, and mm-hmm. also mentioned that you know you you said that you love these other um, this is today you know I said that you mm-hmm. that you said so you you're in that, love with both of Thursday? both of us. But you how did you, all, you did all that Thursday? Is that when you said? Uh, no, well, Thursday was crazy because uh, yeah, Thursday. But uh, mm-hmm. but but the the most recent uh, uh, comments about the, what I was talking right. about just now about you know the videos that was I said that was that was actually today, and I, today. I think oh, so that you, you talked to her today then. Yeah, we, we we've actually uh, since about the last two days we've been on the upswing again where we're we're um um back she's back to calling me baby again and we're we're well, um we're keeping I'm trying to I'm trying to keep it positive I'm trying to like and, and romantic okay, and sure. then I saw her mm-hmm. yeah 
Here's the, here's my suggestion. If things are actually on uh, the upswing after after what you did the mm-hmm. other day, which in most cases would actually run the other person off, but you she's still talking to you today. Things are back on the upswing. If you are comfortable holding her hand, kissing her, making love to her as she's working through these things, if you're comfortable doing that, then keep doing it because it can pull her back to you. If you think mm-hmm. that in and of itself is going to be the solution, be careful because you're going to wind up being disappointed. It can pull her back towards you, but there's a lot of other things you have to do as well. A whole bunch of things involved mm-hmm. in that. Okay, so keep watching our videos. But yeah, if you're okay. comfortable with it, you feel good about it, and you're in the upswing coming closer to each other, go right ahead. It's it's that could be a smart thing to do as long as you don't pin all of your hopes to that. Is that making sense to you, gotcha. my friend? You understand what I'm saying? Okay. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Well, I wish things go well yep. with you, my friend, and, and I hope this okay, thing works out with you. I really, really do. Okay? Thank you. I'll check out more of your material. Thank you. Okay, thank you. Okay, uh, by the way, for all of those who are interested in that kind of question, I answered his question specifically based on what he was saying. But uh, this, un- unless something happens to prevent it, I'm actually going to be recording tomorrow afternoon a video about should you make love to a, a spouse that you're separated from. And would it be Thursday, Jesse, that it will go up? Jesse True's our producer. It'll probably be the following day. Okay, so, so it won't go up this Thursday, but the next Thursday, that one will go up. And so if you want to watch for that, and the way you do that, you subscribe to YouTube.com slash Marriage Helper. Marriage Helper being all one word. And if you subscribe, then when the new videos come out, you'll get a notice that they're coming out. Now, I should record it tomorrow. That's the intention. And it will go out not this Thursday, but the next Thursday to be on YouTube. And it's the specific thing it'll be talking about is, should you make love to a spouse you're separated from? And so if that's of interest to you, okay, then I recommend that you check that out. All right. Uh, let's see. Uh, we're going to go to Daniel in Virginia. Hi, Daniel. How are you today? I'm doing pretty good. How are you doing, Dr. Bean? I mean, I'm doing well, my friend. What may I do for you today? Uh, basically, I know this is going to be a long story because uh, so I'm going to try to keep it as short as possible. My yeah, for wife time, and for I time's sake, we'll need to make it short. Yeah, okay. I know. My wife and I have been married for two years, but uh, we've been together for going on six the last mm-hmm. three years, we have had very little physical contact when it comes to sex and other things, and she always mm-hmm. cited um, problems with her body, you know, that it was painful and stuff like that. So I let it go. I didn't bother her for almost three years, and then um, um, basically as it, as it happened, um, you know, the more we got into it and I tried to talk to her about it, she finally confided in me uh, during an argument that it was because of problems in our relationship that she didn't want to be physically intimate with me rather than something to do with her physical body. She's done that a few times where she confided that in me, but it's usually during an argument. And then she basically says to negate that. But uh, pushing forward, um, we started having even more problems after we tried to sell a house and we tried to move and we tried, and her grandmother passed away and she became mm-hmm. more withdrawn more withdrawn from me and I just didn't know how to do or how to react mm-hmm. and then I found out that she was sexting another guy that she works with for mm, so sorry. Uh, quite a few weeks which made things even worse because now she's telling me that she's not wanting to have sex with me she's not feeling the need or desire or desire for me but yet at the mm-hmm. same time she's getting that emotional fulfillment and, and sexual need basically filled by somebody else the entire mm-hmm. time she's also making all of her 
um, her problems seemed minimal compared to what the things that I had done. One of the things that I did to find this information was that I mirrored her phone in one of my devices, and she sees that as a bigger trespass than the fact that she was sexting this guy. Mm-hmm. And that just caused more fights and even more problems. And then after that, I, mm-hmm. I tried to turn a clean slate. I changed a lot of things about what was wrong with me and what was wrong with our marriage. And I continue mm-hmm. to this day to try and try. And I, I've done everything that I possibly could for her physically, emotionally, mm-hmm. mentally, been there for her, supportive. Uh, I mm-hmm. have literally break, broken myself. And I even attempted uh, to hurt myself a couple couple months ago because I was just so so in, um, overfilled with raw emotions. And I started feeling abandonment issues from when I was a child. And a lot of things from my childhood that were very painful memories started coming back right. up. And Are you getting help for those? So much more Are guess, you getting I'm help for those childhood issues? Okay. Yes, now, so, I'm, Daniel, I'm how, how, may, mm-hmm, how may I help you, my friend? What can I do for you? The thing is that I love her very much, and I would do anything to get over right. this and get to the other side of, 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 the, of the problems. But it seems like everything is taking forever, and it's just taking time. And I'm, I'm afraid mm-hmm. that I'm losing whatever little bit of love I have left for her. And out of all the women and all the people in my life, men or women, she has been the best relationship I've ever had, and she's given me the three best years of my life. Okay, my friend. And so what, what is it then that I can do? What is it that I can do to help you? I just want to know whether maybe maybe it's me because I have been a little bit controlling at times, mm-hmm. but I just want to know whether this is something that I should continue to fight, knowing that even after everything that I have done and continue to do, it seems like it's doing nothing at all. I have done all okay. the research about how women lose uh, um, that sexual desire, and, I, and I've tried all of that stuff that people say. I've always tried to make sure she's emotionally happy and content as well as everything else in between, right. but nothing okay. seems to be working on my side. Daniel, it sounds like that you're almost uh, living in pure anxiety. Is that right, that you're just anxious all the time? Is that correct? Every minute of everything, yeah. especially after so I that's working that against you, my friend. But that's working against you because it's making you impatient. And and this is probably going to sound ridiculous, but I hope you hear what I'm saying. The best way to save your marriage is not to focus on saving your marriage. The best way to save your marriage is by focusing on you becoming the best person that you can be. Because if you focus on trying to save the marriage itself, you'll wind up making poor decisions. You'll wind up becoming impatient. You'll wind up doing things that just push the other person further away. And, and it's when you focus on, okay, let me deal with my issues. Let me become the best I can be. That can help to calm you down. And when that happens, you become a more attractive person in her eyes. Because people who are full of anxiety like that are not typically attractive to the other person. It's like, whoa, you're too intense. Are you by any chance in our online course called uh, Save My Marriage? Are you in that by any chance? I actually talked to my wife about attending the, the three-day uh, course mm-hmm. over in uh, Tennessee, I think, and That's correct. we are mm-hmm. in discussions about it right now, and she seems to be um, relatively okay with the idea, but we haven't segmented already like a final date and time okay. to, to be able right. to go, but at least she's, she's, um, she's submissive mm-hmm. to the idea. 
Okay. Have you been talking to any of our client representatives over here? No. Have no, you talked no, on the phone to any of our no. people? Okay. I, I well, didn't, I've received some messages, some emails from uh, one of your uh, people regarding the. Uh, I've gotten enough information to where we can set it up. We just, I'm just waiting on her to, to give me the final go ahead to go ahead and um, start okay. making that affirmation. Okay. Well, I hope that you do. I truly hope that you come. But in the meantime, my friend, in the meantime, yes, the best thing you can do is to calm down. And that's hard to do because you love her very much. You really love this woman. It, you're scared of losing this woman. I get it. I understand. But by, by being this hyper about it, you're going to push her further away. So here's what I'm going to ask you to do. Look at the emails from whoever it was at our organization, whoever has been emailing you. Contact that person and say, Dr. Bean said that I should get into the online course. Okay, the online course. And this is not for your wife. It's just for you. And uh, I'm going to I'm going to send word to all of our client representatives, because I don't know which one talked to you, that if Daniel from Virginia contacts them, that I want them to do something very special for him. And, and they'll tell you what that is if you contact them. Okay, but we're going to do something for you here to help calm you down. And I hope that you come to the workshop. Okay, but you've got to call that client representative. Okay, call the client representative that you see in the emails. I'm going to send out an email to all of them about you because I don't know which one it is. And I want to get you on that online course to help calm you down, my friend. So we're going to Laura in New Jersey now. Laura, how may I help you? Um, so my husband and I have been married, or not married, but together for 10 years, married for nine. Mm-hmm. Um, and last year... I gave birth to our third child, mm-hmm. and during my pregnancy, he was having an affair with um, a 19-year-old that he met at his job. Hmm. I'm so sorry. And That's how old, old is he? He's Now he's 33. Okay. All right. So I've been doing the Save My Marriage course mm-hmm. pretty much the entire time, and mm-hmm. um I'm horrible with smart contact and all that. And I finally just now stopped reaching out to him and I stopped trying to save the marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, we've tried to reconcile several different times. And after two weeks, he always go back. He goes back to her. So why does he try to reconcile? What does he say when he tries to reconcile? He says that he loves me and he wants to work it out. He wants to try to make it work. Okay. And what happens during those two weeks? Is there anything that occurs that makes him want to leave? We fight. Uh, okay. And what kind of things do you fight about? The affair. Okay. Now, I can't Lauren, let it go. And I'm trying. Hey, It hurts. I mean, it just rips your soul out. I understand this. Do you want to reconcile? Yes, I do. Okay, Laura. Now, you're an intelligent woman, I'm sure. And you know that if during the times he tries to reconcile, you know that if you're going to fight about this, that he's going to leave again. If you know that's what's going to happen, then why would you continue to fight about it if you really want to reconcile? Um, it has a lot to do with my family. They, they constantly sit there and push until I break, and then I end up taking it out on my husband. Hmm. You know, families love us sometimes a little bit too much. 
What I mean by that is because right. they love you, they're mad at him for what he did to you. And I don't blame them. I'd be mad at them too if I were related to you. And so when they do those pushes, they don't some, well, I don't know if they ever understand the amount of damage they do by pushing, but it's not because they're bad people. It's because they love you so much. So is there some way that you can say to your family, look, we're going to try to reconcile one more time, but I need your help. You've got to back off. You've got to leave me alone because I really want to put well, this marriage back together. Mm-hmm. They keep, whenever I do say that, they tell me that he's abusive, he's controlling, he's narcissistic, he doesn't love me or the kids. Uh-huh. And are they right? No, because the person that my husband is right now is not the person exactly. he was. Like, he, he would never do, he would never ignore his children. Like, they've always been really important exactly. to him. Right. Again, I have no doubt that your family are good people and that they love you very much. But sometimes you have to actually put the foot down. When Alice, my wife, Alice and I were actually divorced. We'd been divorced for three years. And when I tried to put it back together, when when I asked Alice if she would be willing to consider the possibility of marrying me again, of course, all of her family was against it, totally against it. And she went to them and said, I don't need any more of your advice against Joe. I have made my decision. We're going to try to put this back together. What I need from you mm-hmm. now is your support. And then she put her foot down and she said, if you don't give me your support, then I'm going to have to stop having contact with you until I can work things out with Joe. I love you. I don't want to do okay. that. But she put her foot down to her family. And, and, and I don't think her family were as intense as your family is, but they were against her coming back to me. And so if you, if you really want to try to put this back together, and this is your decision, then you're going to have to put your foot down with your family and say, you can't keep doing that to me because when he does try to reconcile and you're doing this to me, I blow up, things go bad, he goes away. And they're probably thinking, right. oh, good, we want him to go away. But you're thinking, no, no, this man, I know what his heart is. I know that what he's doing right now is a bunch of crap, but I know where his heart is. And I really want to do my best to put this marriage back together. And so if you can get them to stop that and then and then let him know, if you'll choose to reconcile again, I am not going to fight with you. Now, we can help you do that. We have three different ways to do that. We have an online course that you can get into. We have coaches that will talk to you by phone. We have a three-day workshop if you want to come here. Uh, And we have tons and tons of articles and videos and stuff that you can watch. But you're not going to put it back together if every time he comes, it gets attacked. If you're going to put it back together, right. it's going to be, we've got to work through this step by step by step by step. And and it's not going to be pushing the other person away. So are you strong we enough actually, to do that? Um, yes, I'm trying very, very hard. The last week I haven't reached out to him. I haven't fought with him. I've said, I've stayed silent. And he's like, he thinks I'm acting weird. Like he doesn't understand what's wrong with me. Hmm. He, he says, I've never seen you that's happy. And he actually started to come around a little bit more. Good. It's the very thing we talk about, that when you quit trying to save the marriage itself, okay, when you, mm-hmm. when you work on you becoming the best you can be, you become more attractive. And when you become more attractive, and I don't mean just prettier, although you probably are a beautiful woman to begin with, but not just that, but become more attractive and, and physically, intellectually, emotionally, spiritually. And the other person notices that. That's a pull. 
that, that tends to pull the other person back towards you. So you have plenty of evidence in your own situation right here that when I'm doing these things, he comes toward me. When I do those things, he goes away from me. You're smart enough, and, and you said you're strong enough, that then quit doing the things that push him away. And if you have to get your family to back off, then do that. But quit doing the things that push him away and keep doing the things mm-hmm. that draw him. It's that, I know it's actually, not that easy to do, but that's easy to understand. We moved together to Wisconsin to my family's, and then mm-hmm. after two weeks of being there, he moved back to New Jersey, and I was in Wisconsin with the kids for five months. And then mm-hmm. the kids and I just came back and moved in mm-hmm. with him in New Jersey. So we're all back together. Good. Excellent. But okay. um, have, have you as soon as we got back. Mm-hmm. But if you're talking yes. about client representatives here, who do you talk to here? Yeah. Um, I talk to then? Melody. Okay. Okay. Melody's not a representative, but a coach. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. Well, I've got um, almost out of time and I've got several more callers here, but you can do this, my friend. Just be strong. Okay. I have one more question. Okay. Very quickly. Really? Um, mm-hmm. So I found erectile dysfunction pills in the mail and they're for my husband. Could you mm-hmm. clarify at why at 33 years old he would need these? Uh, <laughs> there are so many different reasons that can cause that. I mean, you've got, there's some guys at 20 that have to take that. Are you talking about either Viagra, Cialis or something about that? Probably. Yes. Uh, Cialis. Would, and we've never mm-hmm. had any issues. Some guys do it because of the fact that they think somehow it makes their erection stronger. They think that it makes their erection even bigger. And sometimes it's just nothing more than male ego. I mean, there's so many possibilities there. I couldn't begin to tell you which one's motivating him. I wouldn't know. Okay. Do you think I have a chance? I pressed that button too quick. I am so sorry. I thought we were done. Uh, Okay, so we're going to move over now to the, to the country of Canada. Let's go to Toronto. Hi, Bobby. How may I help you? Hi, Joe. How's it going? Doing well, thank you. How are, yes, how are things up there in Canada, my friend? Great. Great weather right now. Good, good. Yep. We'll send you, we'll so, send you um, some heat. <laughs> okay. We have plenty of heat down here. We'll send you some heat and some rain. How about that? How may I help you, yeah. my friend? Well, um, I'm separated from my wife right now, and it's about trust issues. Mm-hmm. Um, it's hard to have any kind of contact with her because um, we are we don't have kids, and mm-hmm. I'm trying to practice smart contact, and mm-hmm. I've been working on my pies like crazy. But, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I just don't know how to show her and show her consistency and build trust with her when she's just like, completely done even when like all my friends and church sees dramatic change in me um Mm -hmm. i just don't know the sort of the next step with her okay does she have contact with any of those friends yes okay that's what you count on my friend when you can't demonstrate firsthand that i've been developing myself physically intellectually emotionally spiritually and we, we, we really like it when we have a firsthand ability to do that because we're having interaction with each other. But when you can't do that, when that doesn't exist for whatever reason, then what we hope for is that word gets back, that people that are mutual acquaintances, mutual contacts, that these people say, wow, you know, look at this. Bobby's becoming the best Bobby's ever been. 
And while that won't be every conversation that they have with her when they interact with her, occasionally those things are going to come up. And so remember this, that you do the pies that we talk about, the physical, intellectual, emotional, spiritual. You do those things for you. Because if you were doing them for her, you would stop doing them if you're not seeing positive reactions from her. So you do them for you so that you continue to grow in these areas no matter what. Now, we hope you can put the marriage back together. But if you do not put the marriage back together, this is still the best thing you can do for you. Now, I know it's frustrating. It's like, well, it, is she ever really going to understand it? Is she ever really going to see it? Is she ever really going to believe it? And, of course, we don't know that she will, but we hope that she does. And the primary avenue you have is to be consistent, consistent in your growth in front of everybody, whomever he or she may be, and hope that that your your wife begins to get a different picture of you through the words of other people. It's not as... Um, Clear-cut and easy to do is if you're still in contact with each other, but it can be done. I can't guarantee that it will be done, but it can be done. Am I answering the question that you ask, or am I misunderstanding? No, that's that's good. Um, that's what I've been doing. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, like even we've had meetings with like our pastors, and oh. like mm-hmm. even like our pastors have said but in front of both of us like Bobby has changed like dramatically <laughs> mm-hmm. and but she's just very like okay um, I'll take your wisdom but then she goes and does completely opposite things <laughs> after the okay. meeting so is there something else out there that she's after something that she's being pulled towards some person some lifestyle something um I don't think so. I think she's so just, it just that she's angry with... at you. Okay, so yeah. she's hurt and angry. Well, oh, yeah. that's where consistency becomes the key, my friend. Hurt okay. and anger don't immediately go away. Are the pastors trying to help her with her hurt? Yes. Good. Good. Well, the, I, the only thing I can know to do in a situation is you keep growing, you keep developing, you keep becoming the best that you can do. And and time can really help hurt a lot. I cannot guarantee that we'll heal it, but time can help it a lot. And if the pastors are indeed trying to help her with that, that's a good thing. So you've actually got advocates. You've actually got people in contact with her who are trying to help you put this marriage back together, right? Yeah, like my whole church is really. <laughs> it's, it's Awesome. I have a great support system. That is fantastic. That's wonderful, my friend. Yeah. So my suggestion is keep doing what you're doing. Keep growing. Okay. Keep, keep developing. Great. Okay. All right. Thank, Thank you, you so much, Joe. I tell you what, that makes me so happy to hear. We hear of so many people that go to their churches and ask their pastors and church staff, those people, you know, help. And they don't. They just don't help for whatever reason here, there, or whatever. They just don't do it. And to hear of a church where the whole church is trying to help, uh, man, that just makes my heart happy. Well, we've reached the end of our hour. Uh, Kimberly Holmes, our CEO, and my co-anchor. <laughs> is that what I am over here? I'm an anchor. I'm just asking Jesse. I'm not sure. Whatever our position is here, she'll be with us back again next week, and we'll be glad to deal with you. In the meantime, please check out our YouTube channels. Go to youtube.com slash marriage helper. We have a lot of videos there, and if you su- subscribe, then you can get notified every time a new video goes up and we're putting them up regularly on all kinds of topics. Also, if you go to our website, which is marriagehelper.com 
Uh, you can find many free articles and things there. And if you would like to talk to us, then you call, uh, let's see, that's 866-903-0990. That's 866-903-0990. And as for one of our client representatives, that's what they do. They try to help people find the best resources that we have. They're not a hotline. They're not, they're not phone counselors, but they can help you find the right resources. And so in that, I'm stumbling over my tongue again today. And so until next week, thank you for being with us. We look forward to seeing you then.